And somehow, against all odds, episode four is here. Yay. Is that not insane? You're insane. I told you that that's a secret. It's well, I'm sorry. Anyway. We gotta let the world know. <laughs> It anyway. would make a lot more sense since, you know, you liked that paint scheme. No, the ago. Justin Haley car was beautiful. Speaking of beautiful things, this week is Christmas. I don't know how. I mean, Christmas is beautiful, I guess. So instead of taking the week off, we decided that we would be working the week of Christmas. I know. I know. Terrible decision. We're like the postal service. We're always there working, even if it takes us quite a while to get there or do anything or Oof. lose your package or just, heck, not even show up. We're trying, okay? Shots fired. We're trying, okay? I worked for UPS. UPS. You know, it is what it is. Week of Christmas. You know what Christmas is about? It's about presents. (laughs) No, it's about Jesus. It's about about Jesus, but also presents (laughs) is what I'm going (laughs) to write this down to. (laughs) So... It's about three things. Jesus, presents, and ham. If you eat turkey during Thanksgiving, I mean Thanksgiving, Christmas, turkey's not good. Don't eat it during Thanksgiving or Christmas. Only ham. I can accept it during Thanksgiving because it's kind of the thing. Ham is definitely better. Ham is 100% better. In the spirit of giving, NASCAR has given us a gift. I think there's actually been a lot of gifts been given. We've got the next-gen car. Mars gave Kyle (laughs) Busch the finger. You know, it's lots of gifts being given. So many gifts. In NASCAR these days. Quinn Hauf was given a career when he shouldn't have. <laughs> Natalie Decker was given a diecast. Lots of things. Tyler Reddick was given a free ride on a wrecker. Dude, Tyler Reddick is the gift that keeps on giving. We'll talk about Tyler Reddick a little bit later in the show. You know, we could have taken the week off, but we decided we're going to do a quick, short little episode for continuity's sake to say that we do this every week. It's definitely not a marketing ploy. Don't think that. So let's get right into it. Uh presence the next gen car been testing at charlotte messing with horsepower messing with restarts messing with all sorts of things my opinion is that it's been pretty good i think when they upped horsepower it immediately made it better there was a lot of improvements made there and the fact that we have off throttle time is going to make comers and goers like we used to see and um, we haven't been able to see that when it's been full throttle because it's just been momentum-based and all that. Well, now, when you have to lift off, you got to save your tires a little bit. And now it's going to be up to Goodyear to give us good tire, which I know it seems to them as a hard task. But We don't want to do our job. Yeah, I've seen a lot of improvements compared to what we had last year. And I actually heard an interesting conversation. DBC just put out a Christmas episode. Here I am plugging other podcasts. Yeah, listen to Door Bumper Clear, not us. Yeah. <laughs> they had Tyler Reddick on the show. Behind the 250 spinning out jokes that they made, fair enough, he spun out, what, four times during the test? Three, four, something like that. Tyler Reddick actually said that he liked the 550 package with those cars. Really? I think from a standpoint of a driver, I could see how you could prefer one over the other. So I'm saying as a product that you watch... As exactly. a spectator sport, we wish we had. I know. I, w- I wish it was uh, six thousand and ninety-nine. Let's do six thousand horsepower. I agree. Get a car going six thousand miles an hour. I agree. Daytona with six thousand thousand six thousand mile an hour cars would be pretty awesome. That is fine. So no restrictor plates. <laughs> go fast about, or go home. Talking about Tyler Reddick, I think what he's doing, people are laughing at him for spinning out. He is absolutely genius. He is big-braining this whole situation. Well, I mean, he's finding the, the limits of, while there's no Because with a lack of practice line. and qualifying, yeah. 
You're going to have to figure out that car. He's out figuring out what you can and cannot do with the next-gen car. It was so, kind of funny. He mentions, I'm just trying to find the limits. Obviously, I haven't found it yet. <laughs> yeah. but he'll And he will, he'll find it. Yeah. And that will pay dividends for him later on down the road because he'll have a better understanding of what you can and cannot do with that car. So it was kind of funny. He did give some context to his opinion on the 550. He was like, it helps some tracks, like Texas, Kentucky. I was like, oh, the ones that don't work anyways. Nice. Yeah. I'll, I'm very curious. He One thing that was mentioned in the, like, obviously no driver is going to be okay with 550 if there's that bubble that we've had for the past few years where once you draft up to a car, once you're within five feet of them, you kind of get stuck behind them, that bubble air, they say. What they said that that doesn't really exist with this new car. That could be a game changer. That is a game changer. So, and I feel like that's props. a really good call. I think that's a really good sign for what the racing is going to be next year. I'm very curious. I saw some of the um, videos from that Christian Espinoza guy um, that has that condo the, at the track. He's got the greatest videos. If you don't follow him on Twitter for testing, you should. It's the absolute source it's he's way better than those nascar live streams where they have jimmy standing up on top of the building holding his iphone 7 filming <laughs> i don't know what they're doing but uh. christian's videos are actually quality he has a great video showing the difference between the horsepower packages yeah and um that's a good way to look at it and kind of see a b what you will see in the 670 i think i think it's gonna take fans knowing what they want because with the 670, the cars are further apart. They are. It's more of a driver versus driver rather than air versus everyone. Because that's air what it's versus been. everybody. I mean, that's that's what it's been. It's who it, who can manipulate the air to gain the momentum. And with that 670 package, I feel like obviously air is still going to be a factor. Anytime that you're punching a hole in the air going 190 miles an hour, there's going to be consequences to that air but i feel like the way that the air is going now it's less dirty air and it it allows more clean air to get to the car behind so i'm very curious to see how this goes the one thing that strikes me about the car i think immediately is just how it looks how different it looks how modern it looks and how it looks more like a race car yeah and more like a car in general like well, of course the last gen of car we had is to me my favorite gen that we've that I've in NASCAR, except from like the, the you know the Dodge Charger Daytona era. But it literally you like literally, this better than Gen Four? Literally, yes, I love this way better than Gen Four because it looks like a car. <laughs> Gen Four does not look. It just I just didn't like how it looked. But it looks like kind of like a like kind of like a race car, but it looks more like a rectangle with a nose strapped on the front of it. Yeah. Whereas that's I think fair. the new car looks more like a built race car than anything else. So that's what strikes me immediately is the aesthetics of it. You know now, what was going to bother me about the aesthetics of it? What? If they did that offset spoiler. Now that is weird. That is very weird. It does not know. sound like they're going with that, but... It's cool that they tested it, but it's super weird concept. Well, they the reason they were adding it is because it would add side force, which is what we are bragging about not having anymore by the cars being symmetrical, so I don't know. Hey, people are excited there's no side force. Let's figure out how to make more side force. At NASCAR. NASCAR is just like, they sort all the replies by what people don't want, and they say, perfect, you let's know, do I that. Do, I do think it's kind of funny that Steve Phelps came out at the end of the season and was like, 
The people who like the 750 more are the uh, loud minority. I'm going to have to disagree with that, actually. And then the next month, they changed the package to have 100 and something more horsepower. Why Did they ever say why they settled on 670 as a, aside from 660 or 687? I mean, I think it's just... I, I, I have a feeling I had to deal with this adjustment to it will just happen to make it this. Let's see what it does. I think it's a cool middle ground that they say that's not going to scare off any manufacturers. I'm still struggling to figure out why manufacturers would dislike higher horsepower anyway. Well, I mean, some of them would because it takes more money to invest in those motors. If you have to come up with a motor that produces 400 horsepower, it's a lot easier than trying to do something that's going to be 700 horsepower, 1,000 horsepower. I think 600, the area, is a good compromise because there is off-throttle time, I understand. I mean, I think we should just take it to short tracks, and it'll matter if you got 400 horsepower because it's a short track. I feel like it's... I feel like, obviously, um, Dodge was looking at coming in. I don't think they'd be scared of horsepower because you see what they do. You look at other OEMs that could come in, like Honda. BMW. Oh, my gosh. What 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 was the... Uh, the, the tweet? Yeah, I can't remember. The tweet remember. was, explain NASCAR in three... Like, this wasn't, this wasn't a NASCAR page. This was just, like, a random dude that tweeted describe nascar in three words and like the official bmw better with bmw tweeted better with bmw now there's been absolutely no rumor of that actually happening but the fact that that was tweeted was like why would you say that i remember that blowing up that's insane yeah like nothing ever came out of it (laughs) see and i would be okay with i I would love to see a lot of different um oems come into nascar it's it'd be really cool to kind of everyone's cars be represented you know what i mean yeah but yeah so they did the test now and we're looking at the uh clash coming up we got i'm very curious to see what this next gen car does on short tracks yeah i think if they can make a really good racing short track car i think that would pay dividends i don't think the last gen car was bad at short tracks but if you could just make some magic sauce with short tracks that See, would be insane. And that's my only place of concern with this car. Or I, not the car, the package. I don't know what the car will do on the short tracks. I don't really have concerns yet because I haven't seen it yet. We're taking away about 80 horsepower. So how is that going to look exiting the turn at Martinsville? How is that going to look? I don't think Bristol's is big of a deal because you maintain a lot of speed there. Yeah. But um, with the paperclip, you're going to have to really get on that throttle exactly so exactly and what what's that going to look like at the coliseum that's my question is i want it to still be a game of you have to get back on the throttle if you get on it too much you're going to spin your tires and wreck yourself i want that that could be interesting i I like that that kind i like that kind of racing and with this 750 i mean you saw 2018 logano martin truex they come out of the turn. That's a 750 horsepower package. When Logano tapped him up there, Martin was like, "Oh crap, he's on my inside. I got to floor it." And then you saw him smoke the entire front stretch when he did that. I think be having to manage your throttle is gonna. I I want it to be crucial. Yeah, I know that's been the main thing I've seen, especially on NASCAR Twitter, talking about testing is just off throttle time, off throttle time. People want off throttle time. Because off-throttle time increases the skill gap. 
Exactly. So better drivers, I think, in essence, people want better drivers to win for them to be obviously better. The more things you have to do, a lot of people calling for the car to be harder to drive, which would then talent rise to the top. Which I will say, from everything I've heard and everything I've seen, mission accomplished. They, people, The drivers are genuinely happy with the fact that the car is harder to drive. We've seen Kyle Busch almost wreck. We saw Tyler Reddick practice some and then wreck the other times. He's practicing saw, wrecking. He's testing. Yeah, exactly. It's a... He's testing his safety features. Incognito safety safety test. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he knows that, but NASCAR is <laughs> just like, let's bring him safety. to the test and let's bring him to the test and uh, let him. Uh, thanks, Tyler. You are now. You are now. You know those you dummies that they said died? involuntary safety test. Yeah. You know those dummies that you said that people were saying died earlier? You are now the dummy. But. <laughs> Surprise safety test at work. <laughs> but we've seen. Trying to think who else all spun out there. There's a lot of them. LaJoy, Elliot, yep. yep, Reddick. I don't know if it was Amarola that was spinning out, or if it was people were saying Amarola had to spin no, out he because don't go it was fast. seven, eight, nine. He literally Corey LaJoy, that's Reddick, Chase. Uh, I think it was either Amarola spun out, or they were saying he was going to. Uh, Denny Hamlin spun out. A lot of people spun out. So good on that. I like watching cars wreck. Well, and here's the thing. I think that I think one of the wrecks was a two-car wreck, but other than that, you had cars spinning out on their own. Yeah, there was nothing involved, just them losing it. Exactly, and that's that's beautiful. I love it. I mean, you don't get moments like Jimmy Johnson at Dover in 06 or whatever that was, 07, 06, without that happening. He comes out of turn four at Dover on qualifying, Spins it around and does that carousel. Oh yeah, and just narrowly keeps it off the wall. That was about the most impressive. And Jeff thing Gordon's I've ever like seen. in the pits, like losing his mind. It was funny. I saw uh, I saw an interview with him uh, with him afterwards, and he's like, "Yeah, I could have never done that again. <laughs> Couldn't do that if <laughs> that I was tried. a once in a lifetime opportunity." Exactly. But yeah, I'm I'm very happy to see that the car is um, harder to drive. I saw, I don't know who the, I can't remember who the person who said it was, there was reports that the car was feeling kind of like the Gen 4 car. Interesting. If we can get Gen 4 feeling with Gen 7 looks. I do, like I know we talked about the Gen 4 car earlier. I hate how the Gen 4 car looked, but I liked how it raced. Your point of if we can make it race like the Gen 4 but look like the Gen 7, I think that's a win. That's perfect. That's an absolute win. Because those cars were ugly as heck, but they raced well. Yeah. So that's the big deal with them. Or you could have the car of tomorrow, which raced bad and looked bad and made NASCAR look bad and made a lot of people leave the sport anyway. Let's go on. with that one. That seems to be the direction seems, NASCAR goes. NASCAR, dear NASCAR, please make everything worse. Maybe it's going to be like reverse psychology. Yeah, maybe. dear NASCAR, please make things bad. I want two horsepower. Sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. <laughs> so no, they're pretty good at doing exactly what we don't want. So I think it's okay. Yeah, fair enough. So if I fair tell enough. them I want two horsepower, yeah, NASCAR, they'll come back. The numbers with one. on the moved up on the door are perfect. I love them moved up on the door, NASCAR. Please don't move them back to the middle where they looked really nice. Actually, please don't. don't do that. I'm getting to like it. I cannot bring myself to care for it. I completely dislike it, and I've told you. And I'm sticking to it. 
I'm not. I'm done buying diecasts for now. And that's from a guy who has one, two, at least thirty-five diecasts in this room. I'm not buying anymore. I, I refuse to support it now. Of course, one guy not buying diecasts anymore because they move the numbers isn't going to change them from moving the numbers. It's kind of the point of, I see it as it's pro business, and this and this is you can't separate the two, even though a lot of times it doesn't matter. It's pro business, but it's anti consumer. It's pro the people paying to put the money. I on don't the cars. think so. It's an, it's an anti consumer practice. No, it's not. It totally is. It absolutely is. It is one hundred percent anti consumer. No, to move the door numbers to get more room for advertisement. When you take away room from the rear quarter panel. You have to give them room to make sure. Why don't that we just out. remove the numbers altogether? Why don't we just make the entire side of the because car that's stupid advertising? Because that and like, is what if we did that it, is anti. What if we did it like? What if we did it sort of like these guys do? Yeah, perfect. Let's move the number and put it in this little like no. yellow box, like they do on the world on the no. WRC cars. No, because the, clearly the number doesn't matter. If if we can just move it around, if you don't care about the number, then why not just do that? Or I don't know, just move I don't it to understand the, why where you're getting this point. Because if you because they already don't care about the consumers anyway. This that's looks not no good not Lord. at all. Look look at that ally car. Good Lord, it's so that looks good. What if we did it like this, where we just put the little number like on just leave it no, at just the not, roof number. That's not at all what they're doing. The number is still the biggest thing on the car. No, it is not. It is absolutely not. Also. I want to make this counterpoint to my own point. The Cup Series ones that have been introduced all look very bad. The fan-made ones that I've seen on Trading Paints, Twitter, they just have, have looked to figure immaculately it out. That's what better. I'm saying. Well, these people are getting paid to do this. Do you consider Why are they not this, trying harder? So we're looking at a fan-made one right now. Do you consider this anti-consumer? This is so much better. And, I mean, technically, yes, but this is it done to no. the best extent. Look, look that at the amount totally of space. Scroll back down to that one. Look that how much. Totally look, look how little space you have on that uh, quarter panel. Look at that. From like, that's a good use of what you have. It, you it, have to give just, up that don't room, like and that looks just great. don't like it. Just don't like it. Cannot bring myself to like that. Like this one, I like more than the actual ones because this looks like someone cared. Like the like the Brad Keselowski discount tire. No, it's not Brad Keselowski anymore. It's Austin Cindric. Awful. The William Byron Exalta car is pitiful. That looked hideous. That is awful. That's the thing. The, uh, you're, not the even, you're not even trying. Well, see, that's the thing. I understand that the paint schemes done wrong look like crap. They really do. The, the door being in the, the middle. The Wood Brothers is probably the, the worst. The one. door being in the middle helped bad paint schemes because it, I guess drew your attention away from it. Yeah. When you put that number in the front, it brings more attention to that paint scheme. You have to be better with it. And I feel like that's something that can that will improve once they figure out the car. It's just I don't understand why Lefty ain't making paint schemes for the Cup series. Oh God, he should be. Him, I think that's what is it, Blackbeard? There's a lot of guys that consistently make fan paint schemes. Look at that five car down there. Better. That's better than the actual one. I know. That's way better than the actual Which, one. Which I'm sorry for you listeners that I, we're giving no context. Yeah, we're not giving we're, any context. Don't worry right. about it. But it's just the idea of like these paint schemes. That 48 looks good. That is this 48. This is made by James Collins on Racing Paints. If you want to look at it, Trading Paints. Trading Paints. Yeah. I don't know why I said racing. I think I think of race department because that's where I get my mods for F1. Yeah. Is 
this is 300 times better. James Collins made a Ally 48 that is 300 times better than the actual Ally 48. Actually, I actually love the Ally 48. I like the paint scheme. I just don't like how they've they've incorporated they've stuff. They've moved the number. Yes. I don't like the massive Chevrolet bow tie you know, on you're the very, hood. You're a very convincing crybaby. You know what? Fine. If that's if that's what if that's what I'm going to be called for this, yes. do it. But it's my opinion. This, I'm sticking to it, and there are a lot of people sucks. that really agree. There's a ton of people that agree. You know who who says that? Who? People who are wrong. You're everyone agrees. Everyone agrees. It's the greatest. Everyone agrees. It's. It's. I just cannot. I just cannot for the life of me get behind the new number placement. Just. I just can't do it. What do you think about the Reddit car? The one where you couldn't see the numbers on it? Okay, they put white outline around the <laughs> number. Finally, the first day they sent it out there, you could not tell what number it was. What do you think about that, though? I don't, like, hate, hate it. I like how it's slanted. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. I, I prefer when the number... The advertisement's like slanted, and it looks interesting, and it's not just letters. I think so it's they, better. But I also, think, I think we've already overused the Chrome numbers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We went hard on the Chrome numbers, and now I'm done with Chrome numbers. So, okay, this, I feel like NASCAR did this the right way, though, in the fact that I I do believe that we had to do it to give, we're giving back the space that we're taking away with this new car. But I think doing it the year the new car started is perfect because we don't know, I, I say we don't know, in quotation marks, we haven't seen it with the door number in the middle. Make it next gen, make everything next gen where you you do that change when the car changes itself. I prefer them change it with the car and not just in the middle of a car's life cycle. Like if they took the the Gen six car and just in the middle of it decided to move it. Yeah. That would have been way worse than what they did. Which is weird because you're a crybaby about the way they did it. So I am a crybaby about the way that I'm just saying it could have been worse. It could have been done worse. Sliding the numbers back, I think, was worse than sliding them forward. Yeah. I just think that my biggest problem is that the paint schemes are not good. Oh, well, yeah. And, and I think they're, yeah. they're, they've gotten worse with it. Now, they have to figure it out, of course. It's just, it's just not for me. It's just really not for me. And I don't know if I'll buy diecast. Now, there's going to be, there's obviously going to be ones that I will buy with the, with the number slip forward. That's you know, that's the first is, time that I've heard you say that. There probably will be. Not planning on it right now. I know now, there will be. You have an addiction to diecast. I do have an addiction, but there's a lot of ones that have the number you in the right problem. spot that I haven't bought yet. Yeah, that's fair. All right. I think we've yelled enough for the day. I haven't. I'm going to continue to yell after this podcast is over. Okay. We really appreciate y'all listening. We love y'all. Hope y'all having a Merry Christmas. You got anything else to say? Don't know why you keep coming back. This is, in Glad fact, you did. the worst motorsports podcast. You boost our ego a little bit when we look at All the four of you that listen on a weekly basis. <laughs> There's a couple more than four. There's like 20, but yeah. anyway. That, hey, that that's better than four. But the thing is, about 20 people that listen, there's about 20 people that listen to each episode. Yeah. And the fact that there's only 20 of you makes you that much more special to us. Exactly. We appreciate you more than you know. Especially and, uh, that one viewer from Indonesia. Whoever that they, is, whoever's VPNing to Indonesia, thank you. We appreciate it. Send us a message on Twitter. I'd like to talk to you. (laughs) Anyway, um, I'd like to thank you for tuning in, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again next week.
Yes, sir. If you ain't right, you get left. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Amen. <laughs>